Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and welcome to the Ghibliotech the podcast that leafs through the libraries of films from the world's greatest animation studios and filmmakers. I'm Michael Leder. Hi listeners, just me again this week, teeing up a very special episode featuring an interview with director Naoko Yamada. Now, we periodically ask you what filmmakers we should cover in the future on this podcast, and Naoko Yamada routinely comes up near the top. And that's no surprise, given her amazing run of films and series over the last couple of decades, including the films A Silent Voice and Liz and the Bluebird, and her series work on the likes of K-On!, For those projects, she worked at Kyoto Animation and often collaborated closely with screenwriter Reiko Yoshida. Honestly, her films are fab. Her vision as a director is so striking and she has such a delicate filmmaking touch. We wrote about A Silent Voice in our anime movie guide, so that's a big recommendation from us. But Liz and the Bluebird is also worth seeking out. More recently, she's worked with producer Eun-young Choi at Science Saru on the streaming series The Heiki Story, and most recently she directed a short film called Garden of Remembrance. That's what brought her to the UK. She premiered that short up at the Scotland Loves Animation Festival, but I had some time to speak with her in London before she took the long trip up north. Hopefully, Garden of Remembrance will have a wider release soon because it's a really unique addition to her filmography, sort of a new direction for her. It's a 20-minute long music video, I suppose you could call it, or at least a music-led film. There's no dialogue, it's quite poetic and abstract. It's about daily routines and the way that memories can interrupt and disrupt them. Let me share a bit of the blurb that accompanies the film, just to give you a taste. An untidy room, empty beer tins, empty wine bottles, a half-empty glass of whiskey. A girl is getting up absentmindedly and starts preparing herself. Your morning starts, lazy and hard to wake up, you. One day, years after I died, you hear a noise from the closet. Opened, you see my garden right in front of you, overflowing emotions of me and you. When exiting from the room with memories, a picture that you painted is displayed in your new room. So that gives you a uh, taste of the vibe, how 
poetic and emotional, how feelings first it is. So we do talk a little bit about Garden of Remembrance in the interview, although more as a springboard to explore Naoko Yamada's work to date, her love of music, the films and filmmakers that have inspired her over the years, and of course a little bit of Studio Ghibli chat as well, as we like to shoehorn in wherever possible. I should say as well that this is another one of our translated conversation episodes, so we do this BBC News style, where you get a taste of Naoko Yamada's response in Japanese to get a flavour of her tone and her character that will slowly fade out, and what we then fade in is the translated English response. If you can understand Japanese and you want to hear Naoko Yamada's responses uncut, we have the full recording at the very end of the episode, so skip ahead. But if you can't speak Japanese, don't worry, we've got you covered. So, without further delay, here is me talking with Naoko Yamada. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Naoko Yamada, thank you so much for speaking with me today. It is such an honor to talk with you. Let's start with Garden of Remembrance. So this is a short film. It's a extended music video it's well how would you describe what this project is and what you wanted to achieve with it well it was a new challenge uh, i'd always dreamt of animating to music uh, and so when unyong from science saru um came to me with this idea i was really excited and i remember thinking well what am i going to do with it yeah, so what is it that excites you about working with music in animation? It's the ability to express a, wor- a world using sound, but no words. I think it really fits well with animation, because with animation, you, you without using words, you can still understand what a character is feeling their feelings come across without any lines um which is 
one thing I think that's really interesting about animation. Uh, and adding to that then music, sound, rhythm, tempo, uh, th this, the groove, the feel of the music, um, it's it's similar to, to animation in a way, and that was what I wanted to try and, and do with this project. Yes, so so many of your previous, well, all of your previous projects have had a screenplay, have had lines to communicate the characters between each other. Here you're not working without a screenplay. Was that a challenge when putting this film together? Mm. <laughs> it wasn't particularly difficult. Um, animation is made up of layers, words, uh, images, sound, color, movement. Uh, and in this case, one of those layers was gone, the layer of, of dialogue. So it was a question of, well, what do I need to add then in the animation to make up for it? It was something was removed, so something had to be added. Uh, so it wasn't particularly difficult just because there were no words. It felt quite free and, and natural. Well, yeah, certainly, and it's very beautiful the way that it is. So f there's so much freedom in the expression, in the animation, in the timeline, what we're watching. It does take on a more abstract and poetic uh, quality when you're liberated from dialogue and from a story like that. I'm really happy that you say that because I actually wrote a poem and the the animation and the music then flowed from that poem. Um, and I wanted it to be very quiet and moving. And I don't mean quiet just because there are no words uh, in that sense. I mean, I wanted it to draw out a kind of quiet emotion. Okay. And what are the emotions or themes did you have in mind when you started this project alongside that poem? One of the big themes was the idea of life coming to an end. And lovely Samachan, who wrote the music, and myself talked about that, and we both brought our own motifs to that and and keywords. Um, and then I took those to write the poem. We had a sort of a back and forth between us. Mm. When you speak with the composers or musicians you're working on in your films, how do you communicate what you want to capture? In your films, do you talk? Do you, are you talking in terms of musical theory, or are you talking about moods, or, or what? <laughs> it does depend on the musician I'm working with, but I try to avoid giving specific ideas, spe concrete ideas, as much as possible. So I won't tell them this is the sound I want, or this is how I want the the music to develop. Uh, my language is the storyboard that I give to the musician. Uh, and then the, the the storyboard plays the role of sheet music really for the for the musician and then it's down to how they interpret the music that I've that I've given them. And this may sound like a silly question, but which has a bigger place in your heart, animation or music? なんか実は多分両立というか同じもの、同じものとして存在している気がします。I feel like they're both the same. When I listen to music, I see 
animation and when I watch moving images I hear music I like music that conjures up images I like music that makes me think and I like animation that that shows me music um, I I think I started animating because I love music and I wanted to make music I wanted to to be music maybe that's going a bit too far but I didn't have musical talent and so I put that into animation mm, and so many of your your series and your films capture that thrill of performing music together um, as a band or a group or even alone just simply strumming a guitar and what that means to a person <laughs> thank you <laughs> but now i'd like to go all the way back really um what was the series the tv series or the film that had the most impact on you as a kid or as you grew up that made you want to pursue this as your life when I was a child in Japan, you, you could watch movies on terrestrial TV. And one night I woke up in the middle of the night and just happened to put the TV on. And they were showing an animation by um, Jan Schwankmeier of, uh, of the, the Czech director. And there was another one as well. I think it was probably part of the same series, but I've forgotten the name of the director. It was The Color of Pomegranate. Um, and they were both fascinating and bizarre and got across the magic of film and the magic of animation in a really direct way. And I was so moved or maybe excited is, is a better way of putting it I remember not being able to sleep that night just from the the impact that they'd had on me uh, and that became my dream and they're f filmmakers that do mix live action as well as animation or at least it's stop motion it's not hand-drawn animation um, do you find yourself inspired by live action filmmakers as much as animators I think maybe most of my inspiration comes from live action. Um, it's hard to explain, but all animation has come from somebody's imagination and they've turned that into pictures. So rather than taking someone else's imagination via those pictures and drawing inspiration from it, for me, it works better to just draw my inspiration directly from live action or from real life or from people I've met. Mm. And what what are the particular live action filmmakers that you look to for inspiration or admire? Maybe ones that are still working today. Ah,今、えっと名前を忘れてしまった。グザビエドランが大好きです。グザビエドラン、えっとね、カナダの映画監督なんですけれども。Xavier Dolan. Xavier Dolan, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, uh, and I forgot the name for a moment, but the Canadian filmmaker Xavier Dolan. Mm. And is there a particular film? Because there's, um, he, he's, he's, he's an enfant terrible, he's very prolific, he's made many films over the years. Is there a particular one? Ah, it's difficult, but Mummy. Mummy, yeah. Mummy, maybe, but 
whichever of his films you watch, his perspective, his aesthetic always comes through, and I and I love that aesthetic. So I think I I love I love all of his films. Mm. I think is it Mummy that has the moment where the character pushes the yeah. screen. <laughs> もうそこでないわってなりますごく泣きました。I to bring it back to animation for a second, I hope you don't mind, we are called Ghibliotech. So we always ask our interviewees whether they're from Japan or America or elsewhere, what their relationship with the films of Studio Ghibli is. Did you have a relationship with them? Did you watch their films growing up? Did you draw any inspiration from their work? Of course, I watched Ghibli. Um, I, I mentioned Young Svankmeyer, but closer to home, I grew up with Ghibli. Um, as far back as I can remember, Ghibli was there. Um, my favorite, I, I can't even choose. It, it would have depended on, on the time and, and how old I was. I think my, my favorite was always changing. Now, I think Kiki's Delivery Service at the moment um, but I what I love with with Hayao Miyazaki is the sense of not just physical movement but physical movement representing emotion so if a character is excited and happy the way the the hair and the skirt billows up um, I really like that way of showing emotion may I ask what it is about Kiki's delivery service that speaks to you now because that is a film that for English-speaking fans has become very relevant as they grow older. It's about going out into the world and finding yourself and facing all the pressures that young women have to face in society. I think it's something like that for me as well. Um, I think as a child I, I empathised and saw myself in Kiki, but as I've grown older, I look. I find myself looking more at the adults around her and the environment she finds herself in, and the warmth of that, and the the way it affirms her. Mm. We like to ask about regular collaborators of the filmmakers we interview on this podcast, and watching your films, although Garden Remembrance is the exception, Reiko Yoshida comes up time and again as your collaborator on the screenplay. Um, how would you describe your working relationship with her and what did you learn from her over the years working together? I've been working with Yoshida-san since I started directing and we're still working together. It's been 12-ish years. And what I like most about my relationship with Yoshida-san is that the distance between us hasn't changed. So we, we're not too close, but we're not too distant and we can listen calmly to each other and we haven't got so close that it stopped being fresh uh, when we when we have a, an exchange of ideas and now that you are an established filmmaker um, with features and series under your belt um, are there younger women in your teams that you want to 
um, help through their careers in the way that Yoshida-san helped you? So, I'd like to be able to do that, yes. Um, although I, I feel like I'm still learning myself, and so I'm so focused on my own work that, that sometimes I'm not, to be honest, aware or feel like I'm in, I don't feel like I'm in a position to be able to give advice to those around me. But I do want to support them, and I know there's going to be a lot of young creators com creatives coming up with lots of ideas, lots of creativity, and I'm sure there's a lot I will be able to learn from them. So I think it's going to be um, a, a, a process of give and take. Yeah, and, and, and thinking of the future, um, can we ask what's next for you? And what struck me about Garden of Remembrance is that it's an older character, still a young adult, but after many series and films looking at high school, uh, the characters are getting older. Will we see older characters in your, in your films from now on or your work from now on? Well, there is something that I'm working on at the moment, but I, I don't want to give anything away. Um, in this in Garden of Remembrance, the, the main character is uh, of drinking age. So that I found fun to draw. And I think, uh, yeah, I would like to have more characters of different ages uh, going forward. But I've also, I also like the idea of a child's eye view. Mm. So when you're looking ahead at projects that may happen in the future, do you think about it as stories you'd like to tell or different sorts of animation you'd like to experiment with? Um, or is it the characters that you'd like to draw the lives of? For me, the most important thing is to show people's hearts, um, to show someone's point of view, to show someone's personality. Um, that's always at the core of my projects. And I don't think that will change going forward. I think it will continue to be the most important thing. And so the theme, the story, that can change. Um, there's no speci nothing specific that I want to try on that front. As long as it has that heart, as long as it has that at the, the center, then I can do anything. One thing that has changed recently is working with Science Saru and Anyoung Choi as a producer. Um, what is different about working with that studio and how is your relationship with uh, Anyoung Choi? She's a producer that we've seen on many films, many of our favourite films in the last handful of years and series as well. Well, I, I liked Unyong as a creator. Um, her because she's an animator, she's she's a director herself, uh, and I was really interested in her creativity, and I really respected um, her creativity. And when we met and talked, I realized that she is very direct, very um, very fundamental in the way that she thinks about making projects. Um, and I found 
she was quite similar to me in that way, in the way, in the things that she thinks are important. Quite simple, honest, authentic. Uh, and I felt that I would be able to work with her. And when we started working together, um, what's great is that she doesn't try to restrict me. She gives me the freedom to to um, broaden the world that I'm that I'm trying to create. Uh, she doesn't try to make me change my style, um, and it's fun to work together. Yeah, and speaking of that style, something that is so striking um, about your work for people who are maybe film fans um, is that the, your use of um, live action film camera work cinematography that language focus pulls use of frame use of camera position um almost like you're using you're you're making animation as if you had a imaginary film crew on set is, is that something that you're aware of when you're storyboarding as you're building a scene of course um when I'm writing the when I'm drawing the storyboards, I am the cameraman. Um because I, the characters are not just characters, they're not just pictures, they're not just drawings. I want to create a world where they are real living characters and I use the camera work and the, the mise en scène to achieve that. Mm. Now, as we're wrapping up, there's one question that we like to ask all of our guests on the podcast and I apologize that this is putting you on the spot. When we started this podcast, we focused on Studio Ghibli, and we covered all those films. And then we looked outside of Studio Ghibli for other studios or filmmakers who had a body of work that was worth going through film by film. So we went to Satoshi Kon, Mamu Hosoda, the Irish studio Cartoon Saloon. We've just looked at stop motion, the stop motion filmmaker Henry Selleck. And one question we like asking our guests is, um, is there a filmmaker that you could recommend to us who should have the similar treatment of every film is worth watching? Um, and this could be live action since you, you admire live action so much. Ireland's John Carney. Ah, so Sing Streets yeah. and... Um, What's it? Uh, he did once. Uh, once. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wh why? Why John Carney? Oh. <laughs> because he shows music and people. Mm. Ah, yes. What a wonderful recommendation. Naoko Yamada, thank you so much for speaking with me today. It's been a real treat, and uh, we look forward to seeing more of your work in the future. Thank you. Thank you to Naoko Yamada for being such a generous guest. It really was a dream to speak with her. Thank you too to Beth and Jones, the best in the biz, an interpreter I always love working with. And also big thanks to the teams at Fetch and Anime Limited for setting up that interview. That's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed that chat. Even if you don't know Naoko Yamada's work, please dive in. 
There's so many wonderful points of entry. A silent voice, Liz and the Bluebird, or if you fancy a high school set girl band comedy series, go and check out K-On! It's really great. We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, you can catch up with us on Twitter, Instagram, or via email. That's at Ghibliotech on Twitter, ghibliotech.pod on Instagram, or ghibliotech at gmail.com for your emails. Jake and I are currently travelling up and down the country on our screenings tour for the Anime Movie Guide book, which is out now. Check our social pages for where we're going to be travelling to next. We hope to see you there if you live nearby. You can also pester us all individually. Of course, Steph is on Twitter at underscore Steph Watts. Jake's there at Jake H. Cunningham. And I'm Michael J. Leader. Ghibliotech is produced by Michael Leader, Jake Cunningham, Harold McShill and Steph Watts. Our music is by Anthony Ying. Naoko Yamada, thank you so much for speaking with me today. It is such an honour to talk with you. Let's start with Garden of Remembrance. So this is a short film. It's a extended music video. It's well, how would you describe what this project is and what you wanted to achieve with it? そうですね。えっと、まずチャレンジですね。えっと、とてもですが、あの、音楽にアニメーションを合わせた、あの、映像を作るのはすごく夢だったので、今回このプロジェクトをあの、サルさんの運用、サイエンスサルの運用さんから
the ability to express a world a world using sound but no words i think it really fits well with animation because with animation you, you without using words you can still understand what a character is feeling their feelings come across without any lines um which is one thing i think that's really interesting about animation uh, and adding to that then music sound rhythm tempo this the groove the feel of the music um it's it's similar to to animation in a way and that was what i wanted to try and and do with this project yes so so many of your previous but well, all of your previous previous projects have had a screenplay have had lines to communicate the characters between each other here you're not working without a screenplay was that a challenge in putting this film together まあ、難しかったですか。うん。実はそうでもなかったかもしれないです。とても まずanimation is made up of layers words uh, images sound color movement uh, and in this case one of those layers was gone the layer of, mm. of dialogue so it was a question of well what do i need to add then in the animation to make up for it there was something was removed so something had to be added uh, so it wasn't particularly difficult just because there were no words it felt quite free and natural well yeah certainly and it's very beautiful the way this it is so there's so much freedom in the expression, in the animation, in the timeline, what we're watching. It does take on a more abstract and poetic uh, quality when you're liberated from dialogue and from a story like that. あの、あの、ありたいなというふうに思っていたので、その静かなものっていうところに一つセリフがないという、まあシンプルにそれだけみたいな、もうちょっとあの音がないだけではない、そこから引き出される静かな感情みたいなのが引き出せたらいいなというふうに思いました
say that because I actually wrote a poem mm. and the, the animation and the music then flowed from that poem. Um, and I wanted it to be very quiet and moving. And I don't mean quiet just because there are no words uh, in that sense. I mean, I wanted it to draw out a kind of quiet emotion. Okay. And what are the emotions or themes did you have in mind when you started this project alongside that poem? そうですね。まず、えっと、one of the big themes was the idea of life coming to an end. And lovely Samachan, who wrote the music, and myself talked about that, and we both brought our own motifs to that and, and keywords. Um, and then I took those to write the poem. We had a sort of a back and forth between us. When you speak with the composers or musicians you're working on in your films, how do you communicate what you want to capture in your films? Do you talk? Do, are you talking in terms of musical theory, or are you talking about moods, or, or what? Musicians お、ストーリーボードですね。絵コンテとしてその絵コンテを私の言語として音楽家の方に取っての楽譜のような役割を表しているので、そのその絵コンテを受け取ったミュージシャンの方がこの楽譜をどう読んだかみたいなところで、あの作
なんか実は多分両立というか同じもの同じものとして存在している気がします音楽を聴くとアニメーション映像が見えてくるし映像を見ると音楽が聞こえるだし映像を見せてくれるそういったエモーションを持った音楽にすごく惹かれている気がするし考えることを与えてくれる音楽が好きだし音楽が見えてくるアニメーションが好きだしなんか実は同じぐらいあの音楽がやりたい音楽に憧れていて私はアニメーションを選んだみたいなそんな印象です。そうですね、音楽を作りたい作りたい音楽に音楽になってみたいとかいうと大きいですけどそれを叶えるために私はアニメーションを選んだその音楽を作る技術が私にはな,ないのでその憧れとか、うん、をアニメーションに昇華しているようなイメージです。I feel like they're both the same. When I listen to music, I see animation, and when I watch moving images, I hear music. I like music that conjures up images, I like music that makes me think, and I like animation that, that shows me music.、Um, I, I think I started animating because I love music and I wanted to make music. I wanted to, to be music. Maybe that's <laughs> going a bit too far, but I didn't have musical talent. And so I put that into animation.、Mm, and so many of your, your series and your films capture that thrill of performing music together. As a band or a group, or even alone, just simply strumming a guitar and what that means to a person. So, this is what I'm saying. I'm going to say that 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 I'm going to Was the series, the TV series, or the film that had the most impact on you as a kid or as you grew up that made you want to pursue this as your life? あの地上波の放送で映画を見ることができるんですけどあのななんか夜中に目が覚,め覚ました時に偶然つけたテレビからあのチェコのなんかヤンシュバンクマイエルのアニメーションが流れてきてあと多分同じ放送のシリーズなのかなと思うんですけどあのうわ名前忘れちゃった監督の名前忘れてしまいましたあのザクロの色」という映画が。どちらもすごく妖艶で不思議な雰囲気を持っていてその映像が持っているマジックみたいなアニメーションが持っているマジック映像のマジックみたいなのをすごくダイレクトに受け取ってそこで
本当に感動してしまって感動というか興奮してしまってこうもう夜そのまま寝られなかったような思い出があるんですけどそのそのショックが私の,あのアニメ体験映像体験であってそれがそのまま私の夢になりました。When I was a child in Japan, you, you could watch movies on terrestrial TV. And one night, I woke up in the middle of the night and just happened to put the TV on. And they were showing an animation by、um, Jan Schwankmeier of,、uh, of the, the Czech director.、Mm. And there was another one as well. I think it was probably part of the same series, but I've forgotten the name of the director. It was. The Color of Pomegranate? Yes, thank you.、Um, and they were both fascinating and bizarre and got across the magic of film and the magic of animation in a really direct way. And I was so moved, or maybe excited is, is a better way of putting it. I remember not being able to sleep that night、mm. just from the, the impact that they'd had on me.、Uh, and that became my dream. Mm. And they're f- filmmakers that do mix live action as well as animation, or at least it's stop motion, it's jo- not hand drawn animation.、Um, do you find yourself inspired by live action filmmakers as much as animators? きっとほとんどがそうなのかもしれないです。あの言い方が難しいですけど、アニメーションはもう一度誰かのイメージを通してそれが絵になっているというその誰かがもう一度アニメーションにしているもの、絵に描いているものなので、そこから何かを受け取るで自分のアニメーションに。するというよりかは本当に実際の,あの実写の,あのフィルムだったり、まあ、実際に会う人だったりそういうところからアニメーションをデザインしていくっていうことの方が私には合っているというかあのやっていることです。I think maybe most of my inspiration comes from live action.、Mm. Um, it's hard to explain, but All animation has come from somebody's imagination, and they've turned that into pictures. So rather than taking someone else's imagination via those pictures and drawing inspiration from it, for me it works better to just draw my inspiration directly from live action or from real life or from people I've met.、Mm. And what, what are the particular live action filmmakers that you? Look to for inspiration or admire maybe ones that are still working today? Inspiration, 
Xavier Dolan. Xavier Dolan, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and I forgot the name for a moment, but the Canadian filmmaker Xavier Dolan. Mm. And is there a particular film? Because there's, um, he, he's made, he's an enfant terrible. He's very prolific. He's made many films over the years. Is there a particular one? あの、難しいな。でも、マミー。うん。でも、彼の目線というかもう his perspective, his aesthetic always comes through, and I and I love that aesthetic. So I think I I love I love all of his films. Mm. I think is it Mummy that has the moment where the character pushes the screen? I can stop crying. That's when the, his world broadens, along with the, the, the sound broadens there as well. Mm, yeah, and so many wonderful musical choices mm-hmm. in his films as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, to bring it back to animation for a second, I hope you don't mind, we are called Ghibliotech. So we always ask our interviewees whether they're from Japan or America or elsewhere, what their relationship with the films of Studio Ghibli is. Did you have a relationship with them? Did you watch their films growing up? Did you draw any inspiration from their work? え、申し訳ないですけど、やっぱジブリエのテクっていうことで、え、まあ、日本人だって、アメリカ人もそこのどこの人でも聞くんですけど、ご自分のジブリとの関係について聞かせてください。子供の頃見てたんですか何かインス
Kiki's delivery service mm, mm. at the moment. Um, but I, what I love with, with Hayao Miyazaki is the sense of not just physical movement, but physical movement representing emotion. So if a character is excited and happy, the way the, the hair and the skirt billows up, um, I really like that way of showing emotion. May I ask what it is about Kiki's delivery service that speaks to you now? Because that is a film that, for English-speaking fans, has become very relevant as they grow older. It's about going out into the world and finding yourself and facing all the pressures that young women have to face in society. で、まあ、自分を見つけて、女性が抱えるいろんなプレッシャーに直面するっていう意味で好きになった人が多いと思うんですけど、いかがでしょうか。そうですね。うん、人それに近いものがあるのかもしれない。あの。あと、その危機の子供の頃、危機に感情移入して多分見ていたんですけれども、だんだん大人になるにつれてその危機の周りにいる大人たちだったり、その彼女を囲む環境にも目が行くようになってきて、その彼女を取り囲む環境の温かさだったり、
好きで気に入ってます。I've been working with Yoshida san since I started directing and we're still working together. It's been 12-ish years. And what I like most about my relationship with Yoshida san is that the distance between us hasn't changed. So we, we're not too close, but we're not too distant. And we can listen calmly to each other, and we haven't got so close that it stopped being fresh、uh, mm. when, we, when we have a, an exchange of ideas. And now that you are an established filmmaker、um, with features and series under your belt,、um, are there younger women in your teams that you want to?、Um, Help through their careers in the way that Yoshida san helped you? Kantoka mo, Ega toka, series toka, Taksan scrite, Cinema no Kantoku ni rarete, Mawari no team member, the Wakai Jose toka, Yoshida san ga Kantoko, Sasaita yoni, Sasae, Taito, Omoimaska. So Aritaina to Omotemas, so this me. まだまだなかなか私も未熟でもう自分の作っている作品にすごく集中してしまうのでなかなかこう周りの人に何かアドバイスをするとかそういったところまでもうまだ意識が回らないというのが正直なところなんですけどうんまあと自分のスタンス的にも直接何かこうあ違うな<笑>分かったあの応援したいですあのたくさんこれからあのいろんなクリエイターの人がもっともっとたくさん出てくると思うんですけどあの逆にそのたくさん出てくるクリエイターの方々の,そのアイデアだったりそのクリエイティビティだったりから私も学ぶことがすごく多いので、なんでしょうね、お互いギブアンドテイクで頑張っていきたい感じです。I'd like to be able to do that, yes.、Um, although I, I feel like I'm still learning myself,、うん、and so I'm so focused on my own work that sometimes I'm not, to be honest, aware or feel like I mean, I don't. Feel like I'm in a position to be able to give advice to those around me. But I do want to support them, and I know there's going to be a lot of young creators come, creatives coming up with lots of ideas, lots of creativity, and I'm sure there's a lot I will be able to learn from them. So I think it's going to be、um, a, a process of give and take. Yeah, and, and thinking of the future,、um, can we ask what's next for you? and what Struck me about Garden of Remembrance is that it's an older character, still a young adult, but after many series and films looking at high school,、uh, the characters are getting older. Will we see older characters in your, in your films from now on or your work from now on? これからというか次のプロジェクトを聞いてもいいんですかあの今回ガーデンオブリメンバーズで思ったんですが今まで結構こう高校生とかが多かったんですけど今回の主人公がちょっとこう上の、まあ、まだ若いんでしょうけれども、まあ、もうちょっとこう年齢が上な方でこれからこういう
もうちょっと年齢層が上な方々が主人公で続くと思いますかそうですね<笑>えっとね今実は進行しているプロジェクトがあるんで言ってしまうとバラしてしまうことになるなと思ってえっとイントどうしようかなって悩んでるんですけどでもあのガーディオン・オブ・リメンブランスの彼女はお酒を飲める年齢なんですごくそれが楽しくって今回書いてみてなので、うん、そうですねもうちょっといろんな年齢層に目を向けた作品を作っていきたいなという気持ちもありますでも逆にもうもっとちっちゃい子どもの目線を描いてみたいなという気持ちも逆に芽生えてきたかなという感じでしたかね。There is something that I'm working on at the moment, but I, I don't want to give anything away.、Um, in this, in Garden of Remembrance, the, the main character is、uh, of drinking age. So、mm-hmm. that I found fun to draw. And I think,、uh, yeah, I would like to have more characters of different ages、uh, going forward. But I've also, I also like the idea of a child's eye view.、Mm. So, when you're looking ahead at projects that may happen in the future, do you think about it as stories you'd like to tell or different sorts of animation you'd like to experiment with?、Um, or is it the characters that you'd like to draw the lives of? プロジェクトとか考えると何何どこから始まるんでしょうかこ,のこういうストーリーを語りたいのかこういうアニメーションのスタイルが、うん、あのトライしたいとかまたはこのキャラクターの話が伝えたいとか、うん、何なんどこから始まるんでしょうかそうですね。うん、<笑>かね私にとって多分、ね、一番大事なのがそのうんとなんだろうな。人の心を書くこと、人の目線、そのキャラクターの目線だったり、そのキャラクター本人の,あのパーソナリティを描いていくことが一番あの自分の作品のシーンになっていて、ここが多分ずっと変わらないというか、ここをずっと大切に描いていきたいなというふうに思っているんですけど、それに付随してくるあのテーマだったり、うん、とストーリーだったり、えー、とっていうのは実はど,どのように形を変えてもいいなっていうふうに思っていてもう具体的にこれにチャレンジしたいっていうことは特にないんですけどその人の心を描くっていうところさえぶれなければ逆にどんな作品でも作ってみたいという気持ちです。For me, the most important thing is to show people's hearts,、um, to show someone's point of view, to show someone's personality.、Um, that's always at the core of my project. And I don't think that will change going forward. I think it will continue to be the most important thing.、Uh, and so the theme, the story, that can change. Um, there's no spe- nothing specific that I want to try on that front. As long as it has that heart, as、mm. long as it has that at the, the center, then I can do anything.
one thing that has changed recently is working with Science Saru and Anyang Choi as a producer. Um, what is different about working with that studio and how is your relationship with uh, Anyang Choi? She's a producer that we've seen on many films, many of our favorite films in the last handful of years and series as well. あの、アニメ室かでもあり。自分そうですね。すごく懐が広い、あの、作ることに対して制限をかけない。あの、とても自由に、あの、作品の世界を広げていくことを許してくれる方なので、もちろん今までもそうだったんですけど、その自分のスタイルを変えずに作品を作っていくこと
imaginary film crew on set. Is, is that something that you're aware of when you're storyboarding as you're building a scene? そのスタイルで言いますと監督の、まあ、映画好きは、えー、気づくと思うんですけどとても自社映画のようなカメラワークを使われてるんですよねあのカメラの焦点とかフレーミングとかカメラの位置とかをそれはまるでこうそこにこうカメラマンとかがいたかのようにそれをストリ絵コンテンツ書く時点から意識されてますかそうですねそれはもちろんですあの絵コンテンを書くときは自分はカメラマンだと思って書いているのでそうですねはいでなぜそうしたいかというとやはりこのフィルムの中で生きているあフィルムの中のキャラクターたちがただの絵で,絵で構成された人たちだというわけではなくて本当に生きているんじゃないかなって思うようなあの世界を作りたいのでそのためのあのカメラワークだったりそうですね芝居付けだったりっていうことですかねそれを大事にしています。はい、of course,、um, when I'm writing, the, when I'm drawing the storyboards, I am the cameraman.、Um, because I, the characters are not just characters, they're not just pictures, they're not just drawings. I want to create a world where they are real living characters. And I use the camera work and the, the mise en scène to achieve that.、Mm. Now, as we're wrapping up, there's one question that we like to ask all of our guests on the podcast, and I apologize that this is putting you on the spot. When we started this podcast, we focused on Studio Ghibli and we covered all those films. And then we looked outside of Studio Ghibli for other studios or filmmakers who had a body of work that was worth going through film by film. So we went to Satoshi Kon, Mamu Hosoda, the Irish studio Cartoon Saloon. We've just looked at stop motion, the stop motion filmmaker Henry Selleck. And one question we like asking our guests is,、um, Is there a filmmaker that you could recommend to us who should have the similar treatment of every film is worth watching?、Um, and this could be live action since you, you admire live action so much. えー、じゃあ次に誰、どのスタジアムとかど,どの,あの監督の作全作品を、えー、見るべきかというと、えー、コンサート氏は見てきました、細田守は見てきましたで、アイルランドのカートゥーンサルーンは見てきました、うん、その後ストップモーションの,あのヘンリス・セレッコは見てきました、うん、次に、まあ、この監督ならもう全作品を見る価値があると、まあ、実写でもあのいいんですけど、誰かいますかアニメーションじゃないや、<笑>ジョン・カーニー監督ですかね。アイルランドの。アイルランド・ジョン・カーニーああ、そう、シング・ストリート。あの、何て言うの ?1 つ。はい。ジョン・カーニー。どうしてですかそうですね。音楽と人を描くから。<笑><笑> Because he shows music and people. 
Mm. Ah, yes. What a wonderful recommendation. Now, Koyamada, thank you so much for speaking with me today. It's been a real treat and uh, we look forward to seeing more of your work in the future. 素晴らしいレコメンデーションですね。ありがとうございます。本日はお時間いただきありがとうございます。とっても楽しかったです。また。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 